Part Two, Chapter Seven of Doctor Doolittle's Post Office by Hugh Lofting. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part Two, Chapter Seven: Teaching by Mail. The educational side of the doctor's post office was a very important one, and it grew all the time. As he had said to the skimmer at the beginning, as soon as the birds and animals realized the helpfulness of having a post office of their own, they used it more and more. And, of course, as Speedy had foretold, they wrote most of their letters to the doctor. Soon the poor man was swamped with mail asking for medical advice. The Eskimo sleigh-dogs wrote all the way from the Arctic continent to know what they should do about their hair falling out. Hair, which was all the poor creatures had to keep them warm against the polar winds, was of course very important to them. And John Doolittle spent a whole Saturday and Sunday experimenting with hair tonics on Jip to find a way to cure their trouble. Jip was very patient about it, knowing that the doctor was doing it for the good of his fellow dogs, and he did not grumble, although he did mention to Dab-Dab that he felt like a chemist's shop from all the different hair oils the doctor had used on him. He said they ruined his keen nose entirely for two weeks, so he couldn't smell straight. And beside the letters asking for medical advice, the doctor got all sorts of requests from animals all over the world for information about food for their babies, nesting materials, and a thousand other things. In their new thirst for education, the animals asked all manner of questions, some of which neither the doctor nor anyone else could answer. What were the stars made of? Why did the tide rise and fall? and could it be stopped? Then, in order to deal with this wide demand for information which had been brought about by his post office, John Doolittle started, for the first time in history, courses by correspondence for animals. And he had printed forms made called Things a Young Rabbit Should Know, The Care of Feet in Frosty Weather, etc., etc., these he sent out by mail in thousands. And then, because so many letters were written him about good manners and proper behavior, he wrote A Book of Etiquette for Animals. It is still a very famous work, though copies of it are rare now. But when he wrote it, the doctor printed a first edition of fifty thousand copies and sent them all out by mail in one week. It was at this time, too, that he wrote and circulated another very well-known book of his called One Act Plays for Penguins. But, alas, instead of making the number of letters he had to answer less, the doctor found that by sending out books of information he increased a hundredfold the already enormous mail he had to attend to. This is a letter he received from a pig in Patagonia. Dear Doctor, I have read your book of etiquette for animals, and liked it very much. I am shortly to be married. Would it be proper for me to ask the guests to bring turnips to my wedding instead of flowers? In introducing one well-bred pig to another, should you say, Miss Virginia Ham, or Meet Mr. Frank Footer, or Get Acquainted? Yours truly, Bertha Bacon. P.S. 
I have always worn my engagement ring in my nose. Is this the right place? And the doctor wrote back, Dear Bertha, in introducing one pig to another I would avoid using the word meat. Get acquainted is quite all right. Remember that the object of all etiquette and manners should be to make people comfortable, not uncomfortable. I think turnips at a wedding quite proper. You might ask the guests to leave the tops on, then they will look more like a bouquet. Sincerely yours, John Doolittle. End of Part 2, Chapter 7